Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hands on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephatha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. Saviour's. My name is Ian, and I am a member of the church here. Today, I've been asked to preach on part five of our Like Jesus series. And this week's theme is titled, as Jess said, Heal Like Jesus. This is from our piece of scripture of Mark 7, verses 31 to 37, read to us today by my wonderful mum, Diane. Thanks, mum. Little clap. <laughs> uh, as I was praying to what God wanted to say to us all here today, I felt the Lord guide me to the following statement. The Lord Jesus wants to heal you and reveal to you what's concealed in you. I'm going to say it again. The Lord Jesus wants to heal you and reveal to you what's concealed in you. Heal, reveal, conceal. And from this statement, we'll be looking at the following three questions relating to our own lives. And these three questions are, so number one, what have we heard? Number two, what has been spoken? And number three, what have we seen? So I can appreciate this point. This might sound very general and not clear, but I can assure you that at the end of this talk, there will be healing and revealing and no more concealing. But before we dive into this uh, topic, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you love us and that you're the only one who knows every detail of our lives. You know everyone here today, what they've been through this week, what they've been through in their lives. And we pray in Jesus' name, by the power of your Holy Spirit, for chains to be broken today and that people can walk out different. And Lord, that ultimately you'd be glorified. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the New uh, Living Translation for today's scripture, Mark 7, verses 31 to 37, it's titled, The Crowd Marvels at Jesus' Healings. I love the word marvel. But what does the word marvel actually mean? It's to be filled with wonder and astonishment. So when we think of God and our relationship with Jesus, are we filled with wonder and astonishment? I reckon if we said the word marvel to someone of today's generation or even our curate, Sophie, <laughs> they would probably think of the favorite uh, superhero from Marvel film or comics such as Iron Man, The Avengers, or Spider-Man, to name but a few. But what healings from today's scripture were the crowds marveling at, at the hands of Jesus? And how do these healings relate to our three points for today? What have we heard? What has been spoken? And what have we seen? 
So looking at Mark 7, verses 31 to 37, we have Jesus walking around near the Lake Galilee. When suddenly out of nowhere, a crowd of people bring a man to him, a man who needs healing, a man who is deaf and can't hear, a man who is dumb and can't speak, a man whose eyes are spiritually closed to the person of Jesus Christ, a man who receives Jesus' healing of three different parts of his body. So number one, his ears, number two, his mouth, and number three, his eyes. So now let's make a start by unpacking all of this. So the first part of the man's body that needed healing was his ears. The man couldn't hear. For me personally, the only way I can empathize with the lack of hearing would be when my ears get blocked after going swimming. I now have these little speedo things that keep them... Uh, keep the water out. It's so frustrating as it makes you feel so disorientated and disconnected from the world. This can be the same if you have a lot of earwax on your eardrum. And a quick medical note, don't ever use cotton buds to clean your ears as it only makes it worse, okay? Uh, so when you finally have the earwax or water removed, the relief is amazing and greatly received. But for this man to not be able to hear at all, to then be able to hear for the first time, must have been indescribable for him. But Jesus doesn't stop there. The second part of the man's body that needed healing was his mouth. That's right. The man could not speak. The man could not communicate through speaking. I know there are a few husbands and fathers out there who think they wouldn't mind if their wives and kids were mute for a bit. Or some wives and mothers who wouldn't mind if their husbands and kids were mute for a bit as well. But joking aside, from the man in today's scripture, not being able to communicate to anybody must have been such a hard thing for him to live with. But Jesus doesn't stop there either. The third part of the man's body that needed healing was his eyes. Now I know what you're thinking, but Ian, it didn't mention anywhere about the man being blind. His eyes didn't need healing at all. But you know what? You're absolutely right. But the eyes that needed healing wasn't his physical eyes. They were the eyes of his heart, his spiritual eyes. So what do I mean by this? Up until this point, the man who was deaf and couldn't speak could only see the Lord Jesus with his physical eyes, but not with his spiritual eyes. At this point, I think it's worth mentioning that the order Jesus healed this man in, in this particular way meant that the third and final part of his body that was healed was his spiritual eyes. For this man in his life, his spiritual eyes were finally opened and as a result of his ears and mouth being healed first by Jesus. His spiritual eyes were healed and could now see perfectly like his physical eyes. His spiritual eyes and physical eyes were in perfect working order and perfect harmony. He could finally see and believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and that the Son of God's eyes that were looking directly into his eyes looked at him with such compassion and love. Are your physical eyes working in perfect harmony with your spiritual eyes? Do you see and believe with your spiritual eyes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? I'd now like to move on. I'll address our three points for today. So what have we heard? What has been spoken? And what have we seen? But just before we do that, I just want to tell you a little story about how I came into the world on the 6th of November 1983. Yes, I am an 80s baby, and yes, I am going to turn 40 next year. But here's a few highlights of 1983 for you. 
So the Super Mario arcade game was first released. It was a beginning, official beginning of the internet. It was the first time a mobile phone had made a telephone call. Iconic films such as Stayin' Alive, Scarface and Flashdance were released, as well as Return of the Jedi for all you Star Wars fans. And Michael Jackson's best-selling album, Thriller, was released the day before I was born on the 5th of November, 1983. But if I said to you, remember, remember the 5th of November, what would you say that was from? No ideas? Right. Yeah. Anyway, here's a rhyme that helps us. Remember the day in the year 1605 when a group of Roman Catholics, including Guy Fawkes, not Guy Trevivit, were caught in an act of trying to blow up the Houses of Parliament. This is known to us nowadays as Guy Fawkes Night or Fireworks Night. But the evening of the 5th of November 1983 also had real significance in my own life. So on this night, my mum, dad and older sister went to the firework display down the road from here at Kempton Park. At this point, my mum was 34 weeks pregnant with me and I was due around Christmas time. But once I had the big bangs from the firework display inside my mum's tummy, I decided I wanted to come out six weeks early. My mum's waters broke there and then, and I was born at lunchtime on the 6th of November 1983 in West Middlesex Hospital. Maybe that's why I like lunch so much. I don't know. Um, so why am I mentioning the day of my birth in relation to our three points? All of us here are unique. All of us here are special. All of us here have our very own birthday. All of us here were born in this world as a baby, some earlier or later than expected. In the book of Jeremiah, verse 5, God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So let's look at our three points uh, today in more detail. So number one, what have we heard? At around 16 weeks old, a baby in its mother's womb would start to hear for the very first time. The first sounds a baby hears includes the following. Their mother's heartbeat. The gurgling noise from their mother's tummy, probably when she's hungry. The sound of air entering and leaving their mother's lungs. And as we're on the theme of babies, it's probably a good time to let everyone know that my wife Jo and I are expecting our third baby. Sorry, Sophie and Simon. God knew. Uh, jo is 14 weeks pregnant and due on uh, New Year's Eve uh, 2022. They eat another evening of fireworks. It wasn't planned by us, but it was clearly planned by God. I'm so proud to share this news in front of our church family here today. Okay, back to the first point. What have we heard? <laughs> So we've just found out that when we're all babies inside our mother's tummies, our little ears start to hear sounds around 16 weeks. But like us all here today and listen online, we're all different ages with different life experiences and different upbringings for different reasons. What sort of things have you heard growing up in your life? What things have been spoken over you in your life? What sort of things has your ears heard? Take some time to have a think and let the Holy Spirit reveal these things to you. I can appreciate that this might bring up different emotions for people and it might be quite hard for some. I think on different levels we have all had good and bad things spoken over us in our lives that our ears have heard. Some of the things spoken over us not only have shaped how we view ourselves and others, but it's also shaped how we view God, whether we believe in God or not. Some things might have been spoken over you that were claimed to be from God, but were actually a lie from the enemy. Whether you were told that you were planned or not, like we heard earlier in Jeremiah verse 5, God says, before I formed you, I knew you. 
None of us are an accident. However we have ended up in this world, the God of the universe knew you before you were formed and knows everything about you right now. Number two, what has been spoken? So keeping with our theme of babies, around nine months old, babies can understand a few basic words, like no and bye-bye. But by 12 to 18 months, most babies say words like mama and dada. What has been spoken over us in our lives? What people have spoken these things over us in our lives? Were they words of encouragement, affirmation and love? Or were they of discouragement, condemnation and hate? What words did we start speaking over ourselves and others because of the things that were spoken over to us? Once again, let the Holy Spirit minister to you about these things. And number three, what have we seen? You guessed it, we're still continuing with our baby theme. And around eight weeks of age, babies can easily focus on their parents' faces. Around three months old, a baby's eyes are able to follow things around the room. They can also track its movements, especially with their hands reaching up to grab things and put them in their mouth or try to. What things has our eyes seen and witnessed in our lives? What things come to mind? What memories come flooding back to you on the film reel of your life? Take a few moments once again to let the Holy Spirit reveal these things to you. This is a personal thing between you and God. Our ears, our mouths, our eyes have all experienced different things in our lives, whether it was our choice or not. The God of all creation is the only other person to know these things that you have experienced in your life. The good and the bad. He knows how you feel. He loves you and he wants to help you. In the world we live in today, these three senses of our bodies are continually being bombarded and overloaded on a daily basis. Unfortunately, it seems that it has a negative impact on our lives, especially through the medium of technology, through radio, TV, and internet. We hear, we speak, we hear people speak, we see people speak such awful things in our world today. It distorts our view of ourselves and others and God. But even though there is darkness in the world, there is always light, a light that expels the darkness, love that is greater than hate, good that is greater than evil, life that is greater than death, and God is greater than the devil. His name is Jesus, the name that is above all names. The Lord Jesus wants to heal you and reveal to you what's concealed in you. My hope is that the Lord Jesus right now is healing and revealing what you have been concealing. Things can always change for the better. So how do we respond to all this information today? How do we apply all this to our own lives? I think the best way is to adapt our three points for today. This is to help us apply these positive changes in our lives with God's help. So number one, things we hear. Number two, things we speak. And number three, things we see. So one, things we hear. What sort of things are we letting our ears hear every day? Is it gossip at work? Is it things on the TV which are bad, violent, and offensive content? Is it a group of friends who talk with such disrespect towards the opposite sex? Is there certain music we listen to that promotes sex, death, and blasphemy? If so, how can we adjust what we listen to with our ears? 
what sort of things are we letting our ears listen to every day? It's the number two things we speak. What sort of things are we speaking out of our mouths every day? What are we speaking over ourselves, our spouses, our children, and our faith in God? In Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Are we speaking life or death out of our mouth? Are we speaking out light or darkness, encouragement or condemnation? Are we joyful or are we judgmental? Are we speaking love or hate? Let's be mindful about what we say to all who we meet. And number three, things that we see. What sort of things are we looking at every day? Are we lusting after someone in an inappropriate way that we know is wrong? Are we watching films or programs which we know don't honor ourselves or God? Are we looking at websites or social media on the internet that make us feel dirty or unclean? Let's make a decision not to let our eyes see things that we know are not good for our relationship with ourselves, with others, and God. Let's not let our eyes linger too long. Let's focus on something else. Let's scroll or click on something else, something of goodness and holiness. Whatever we struggle with, whatever our weakness is, God wants to help. It says time and time again in the Bible that when we're weak, God is strong. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Let's pray and let God into our struggles and deliver us from them. I'd like to invite the band up now, please. Thank you. The Lord Jesus wants to heal you and reveal to you what's concealed in you. I don't know about you, but when I first heard this statement, it made me feel a bit uneasy. My hope is that we can all take someone away from today, going forwards in our lives and in our walk with God. This as individuals and as a church, that our relationship with Lord Jesus will reach new heights. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for helping me uh, write this talk today. Lord, it's all of you. And we just pray that you can do what only you can do, however people are feeling right now, whatever they've been through in their lives, that we can take comfort that we know that you know everything and that you're just there waiting for us to come to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence here today. We pray, Lord Jesus, in the power of your spirit sent from your Father that you just move in power in this place, that you come and heal, you come and reveal, and you come to expose what's concealed. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.